Hey everyone, it's Simon here. We had in-person church this week, so that means I get to record a special podcast-only version of the sermon from Sunday. The audio is much better this way, trust me. You know, and plus, I've been enjoying this. I enjoy sitting here, going over the sermon, uh, sharing with people who might not have made it to in-person church or just checking us out. Uh, and I've also been enjoying our fortnightly in-person services. And if you want to know more about Everyone Church, head to our website. We're a new church plant forming in the MacArthur region. My wife, Maria, and I are pastoring and enjoying the journey of church planting together with a bunch of amazing families who've joined in with us. And hey, I I just got a quick shout out. If you missed in-person church, I know there's heaps of reasons why we miss it. COVID isolation work, but hey, do everything you can to get to an in-person service. There really is no substitute for being in the room, gathering with God's people in God's presence. Uh, Let's enjoy the journey together. And this time last year in June, June 20th to be exact, we started our first online services. And in the first four services, we shared on our values, what we value. And these are four core values that Maria and I laid out as foundations and boundary lines for us as a new church plant. And uh, over the next number of in-person weeks and the weeks in between when we're online, we are resharing on these values. We're kind of spending two weeks on each of them. And the reason why we're doing this is uh, quite simple. Most of the people who are in our church now weren't part of our church last June when we started. Uh, And as new people join in, uh, dynamics change, things change. You know, we had our first in-person services in February, you know, and as we increase the frequency of those and we start connect groups, we start, you know, things change and we want to make sure we keep what we value at the forefront. And we love every person and family who has joined in the journey of Everyone Church and people who have made it their home church. It's just amazing how you start with nothing and a church plant very quickly starts to feel like home. We also want to share these values because although the church belongs to God and has foundational beliefs that never change and haven't changed over thousands of years, many local churches carry with them a unique DNA, like a kind of like a flavor. And it's like in that DNA, we find their culture, what they value. You know, we are still a new church plant, a pioneering church plant. And we really want to focus on the questions of, hey, what, what, what do we hold in high regard in our church? What does everyone church value? And we started a couple of weeks ago with the first, and that is at everyone church, we follow Jesus. We pursue him, his word, his will, his glory, his way. Everyone church is and always will be all about Jesus and our pursuit of him. And if you missed that, you can hear that on our last two episodes of our podcast and check it out. Maria shared an amazing encouragement on following Jesus last week, which was awesome. And remember, you know, the church is here to worship Jesus. Uh, And I love all the other stuff the church does, but primarily the foundation is the church is to glorify Jesus and worship him. So today I want to share on our next value, and this is a massive one. And I'm happy I have a couple of weeks to really flesh it out. It's a big one. And that is at Everyone Church, we lean into faith friendships. Uh, you know, that first value is really focused on Jesus. And this value is more focused on community with one another. At Everyone Church, we lean in to faith friendships. We look to do life with friends. We love 
one another. Now, what do I mean when I say lean in? What do we mean when we say that? I heard a, a friend of mine, Pastor Darren Bonnell, who oversees um, church planning for our movement, the Australian Christian Churches in New South Wales, and was a real key part of, of getting our church plant um, moving and off the ground. Uh, I heard him mention how church people can be kind of categorized in four quadrants. Now, if you hate being categorized, hopefully this doesn't trigger you too much, but uh, anybody who's been part of church life could probably say, yeah, this is, this is pretty true. And that is, it can be categorized in four ways. One is all out. Another is lean out. Another is lean in. And then the last one is all in. So all out, lean out, lean in, all in. Now, all out people, it's quite obvious. They're all out. They, they want nothing to do with church. It doesn't matter how big the barbecue is you put on, how great the event is. They're all out. Uh, lean out people, they always seem to be hanging around. And sometimes they look like lean in people, but they're much closer to being all out than anything else. And lean out people, like they always need more convincing about why they should press into church and not much convincing to miss it or pass. And now lean in people, they have an attitude that doesn't need to be convinced into everything. And although they might not be all in just yet, they are not far off. Their posture is positive. Like imagine like lean in, like you're, you're, you're leaning your ear in to hear something. And all in people, they're planted. They're all in. They're invested in every way. You know, they're, they are all in through it all for the long haul. Now, which category are you? And I know for me, I have definitely been all of the above in my Christian and church life journey. And let me just tell you, being a lean out person is not joyous or fun at all. In fact, it takes a lot of energy <laughs> to be a lean out person, but still be involved in church, you know, to have to be convinced into everything, to have to be guilt tripped in the thing. It's just being a lean out person is just exhausting. But we get a sense that in our church planning journey, we have a lot of people who are lean in people, at least. And, and that is great. Like you can't plant a church with anything less than lean in people. And it's up to all of us to take the steps, make the leap of faith, and become all in people. Marie and I, we are all in on this. We're, there's no turning back for us. This isn't just like, oh, we'll give it a go and you know, we've got plans. No, no. We're, we're, we are church planning for the long haul and we are all in on this. So we hope that many of you can be all in with us. And we know that things move at the speed of trust and we're all on this journey together. And you know, the same can be said about walking with Jesus, just being honest. Like, are you all in? Are you lean in? Are you lean out or all out? And man, we need to be all in for him. Amen? Uh, so this is what we mean when we say, at Everyone Church, we lean in to faith friendships. Our posture is leaning in. Our ears, our eyes, our heart, that they're open for faith friendships and genuine community. We have a lean in. Now, why is friendship so important? Well, fr first of all, friendship is God's idea. You know, when God created man... He said in Genesis 2, it is not good for him to be alone. And, and what was his solution for that? Uh, entertainment, more food? No, it was another person. And we, in, in this, we see God's design, and that is people should exist together. You know, isolation is not God's design for humanity or the church community. And also, Jesus showed us that he values friendship. And when Jesus was about to endure the cross, 
he lays out some very, very important things to his disciples, including this in John 15, verse 12 to 15. He says, this is my commandment, love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. Verse 14 says, you are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends, Jesus says, since I have told you everything the Father told me. You are my friends, he says. And in context, Jesus wasn't saying this to everyone on the top of a hill. No, he was speaking to his disciples, those he shared his life with. You know, friendship really is about sharing your life with someone. It's about giving people access to my life, to your life. You know, I can teach you through a podcast microphone or, or, or from a stage or on an online service. But if you want to be friends with me, you need access to my life. I need to share part of my life with you. And this is the pattern that Jesus is setting. He gives us access to himself. How amazing is that? Thank you, God. Now, the most important friendship that you have, the most important faith friendship you have is with Jesus. You know, Christianity is not about religion. It's about relationship. Following Jesus is about him, being friends with him. Uh, But then Jesus is saying, hey, do the same to each other. Love each other as I have loved you. Your walk with Christ is meant to be lived out alongside others. And this is the pattern throughout Scripture. You know, the Apostle Paul, he's, in all of his writings, he writes the phrase, my Lord, one time. But he wrote the phrase, our Lord, 53 times. And that's because Christianity is communal. You know, I, I can't tell you where I would be if it wasn't for good, godly faith friendships in my life. And friends truly frame your future. Friends are like relational assets. They, they add value to your life. They add value to my life. Friendship is a means to love each other. But herein lies the problem. Many churches and many people in churches, because this is what churches are, a group of people, <laughs> is we have abused the value of friendship. And friendship has become a means to an end not a means to love and encourage. Oh, I'll be friends with you until I no longer need you, right? Uh, and I understand that we all can't be friends with everybody and we have limited time and there are seasons where we move away from people, move closer to other people. And sometimes people can be so desperate for friends that be, they become draining and clingy and they're like messaging you at two in the morning or whatever. But listen, let's not let these things stop us from leaning in to faith friendships. When we lead with our past or our offense or our worries or our insecurities or our fear of getting hurt, our lean-in ends up turning into a lean-out and even worse, a walls-up. I mean, it's not right for you to have no friends in the faith in your home church. I mean, you're missing out on so much of what a community of faith is about. And Maria and my prayer is that everyone, church, would be a greenhouse for relational growth. I pray that you would find faith friends here, or two or three. And I also pray that you would learn to be a great faith friend to someone else. 
Faith friends encourage one another. They love one another. And it's easy just to blame others. And But sometimes we need to get a little bit more wise about how we work out our relational life. Dr. Darius Daniels uh, wrote a book called Relational Intelligence. And I really love it. I think it's super practical, super uh easy to understand. Uh, And he breaks up relationships into four categories. And he calls these four categories friends, associates, assignments, and advisors. Now, let's just go over these really quickly because friends, obviously, they're rare, they're precious friends. Uh, The other category is associates. Now, they're not as rare. They exist as long as the association exists. You know, it's like that guy at work that you will never talk to again once you leave. Uh, we all we all know those people. And number three is assignments. Now, this is someone that I may be mentoring for a season, or or there's a specific reason for your relationship with that person. And the fourth category is advisors. The, it's like you're their assignment. God has brought them into your life to advise you. And we all encounter these types of relationships, and they all uh, sometimes blend into one another and, and things shift and change over time. But to have relational intelligence, to know how to manage these types of relationships with wisdom, not just emotions or or your insecurities or your hurts or your past experiences. No, no, with wisdom, okay? And many of our relational hurts come about because of misread expectations within that relationship. It's like when you leave high school, you figure out Who's an associate and who's a friend, you know? But I thought we were friends. Well, no, you were just associates. And this is important to note because the church can become an association, an association where we only relate to each other to the extent by which we are associated. Now, the definition of an association is a group of people organized for a joint purpose. Now, let's be clear. Associations aren't all that bad. You're not expected to be friends with everyone at everyone church. But modern Western churches, by their nature and how they run in this day and age, are very good at three of these four relational categories. They're very good at association, advisors, and assignments. Oh, like we rule at that. I mean, like you need to find a mentor. Well, we got you sorted. You, you want to mentor someone? Well, we have loads of books and podcasts and leadership pipelines and all that kind of stuff. Oh, you want a, a meeting where you high five in the foyer and you don't see or talk to that person until the next meeting? Yes and amen. We've got you covered. Or the host gets up and says, you know, we're a family here. Yeah, yeah, we're a real family. We're such a real family that we only see each other on Christmas and special events. And and we've even got that wacky uncle in the corner over there. You know what I mean? And you know, the thing is, the, the COVID pandemic took away all of our associations and much of our interactions with advisors and assignments. And what we were left with was a sense of loneliness, feeling alone, feeling forgotten. And many of us have experienced a relational reset in our lives. I mean, look, we're a new church plant. I guarantee you, every person that steps into our church is going through a relational reset in their life. And many Christians I know are still leaning out of relationship in the body of Christ because of what they have experienced in the past. And it's not Christ's desire that we would church zone each other. Now, what's church zoning? Well, that's kind of like a a term I just made up where, where... you give everyone else access into your life except those in the household of faith. They're like church zoned. They're a separate category. 
Uh, not there. That's just an association for me. Look, look, yeah, the same people you're going to be living with for eternity. <laughs> Think about that. Uh, we'll just keep them at, a, at an arm's reach. Yeah, well, keep them at, a, at an arm's reach when you're standing next to them for eternity. Good luck with that. So why is that? Why do we do that? Well, I think there's a, there's a few reasons. One is I think we un- underestimate the power of real friendship. Um, maybe we've been taught wrong. Uh, and another reason is sometimes we don't want friends from church because they won't sin with us. I know that's that's like might seem like a harsh one, but you know your faith friends won't want to get drunk with you, won't want to gossip, won't want to be silly and stupid, won't want to dishonor God with their lives. You know, that's the truth. Some people just don't want to be friends with people from church because they get convicted about how they're living. But I think the biggest reason is because we have negative experience and you know what once was a lean in has turned into a lean out and even an all out are you in a season of relational reset i mean we're a new church community as i said and god is weaving us together it says in ephesians chapter 2 verse 20 i love this verse it says together we are his house built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets and the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. We are carefully joined together in him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. Through him, you Gentiles are also being made part of this dwelling where God lives by his spirit. That's a powerful image in Ephesians 2 of, of, of being built up brick by brick on the foundation of Christ and God's word together in relationship, in relationship, right? And when we start treating each other in a way that is divisive and manipulative and unauthentic, guess what happens? We enter into relational deficit. And our lean-in is not friendship, but instead it's just association. And we aren't experiencing the true joy of Christian community. And this is why at Everyone Church we lean in to faith friendships. Friendship is precious, especially friends in the faith. You know, there is a difference between faith friendships and any other friendship. There's no neutral relationships. They all affect us somehow. But faith friendships are purpose partnerships. And that purpose is to pursue the ways of Jesus together. And I'm going to talk a bit more about this next week. But there are things that all of us desire in friendship. However, some things uh, we may not want in a friendship, but we really need like brutal honesty <laughs> or and you know if all of our friends just gave us what we wanted and what what we wanted wasn't good uh, well guess what your friends sometimes can help you ruin your life this is why friendships frame your future you need to choose good faith friends now just to clarify i'm not talking about uh, being friends with people who aren't christians right now jesus was known as a friend of sinners now i i would contextualize that and and say that from what I see in scripture, Jesus was associated with sinners, but he really shared his life with his disciples big time. Uh, You know, like he, he was available to anybody, but when it came to sharing the things of God, sharing the deep parts of his life, when it came to transfiguration on the mountain or, or praying in the garden, it was with his disciples in many ways, his faith friends, uh, and you know, my, our last scripture for today was is from Ephesians chapter two, verse one to five. It says this: Is there any this? This is a great verse about faith, friendship, and community. Listen to this: Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? 
any comfort from his love, any fellowship together in the Spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Verse 2 says, Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. Verse 3, Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. Verse 5, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Are you in relational deficit today? Have you allowed your past to stop you from leaning in to Christian community? Well, hey, you know, before we point at other people, and God can heal us of our past hurts, absolutely. But a lot of this stuff has to do with looking in the mirror and making sure that we're being the best friend that we can be. Absolutely. You know, and also, don't confuse God with people. I know people can be disappointed. Uh, people, church systems can disappoint us. Um, pastors and leaders can disappoint us. But God does not disappoint us. Amen. And if you're listening today, the most important friendship you can have is your friendship with Jesus. And we would love to help you, first and foremost, get to know Him. Maybe you're not a Christian. Maybe you don't know Him. Well, in with a simple decision, a simple prayer, having faith in Him, He will wash your sins away and you can enter a friendship with God that lasts not only today and tomorrow, but for all of eternity. You can know Him. And if you want to make that decision today. I'm going to pray a prayer out loud right now. And I'd love you to make this prayer your own, right where you are. I don't know where you're listening to this, but make this prayer to God your own. You know in your heart if you want to know Him. Come on, this is the start of the journey. I'm going to pray this prayer out loud. I'd love you to pray this to Jesus in your heart. Come on, you pray it. Dear Jesus, I pray to you today and I ask you to forgive my sin. I give my heart to you. I believe in you. I believe you came and that you gave your life on the cross for my sin. I believe you rose again. And today I receive by faith your forgiveness and friendship. I thank you that I will enter heaven one day to be with you forever. Help me on this journey of following you. Amen. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we'd love to help you. Head to our website, everyonechurch.com.au. Hit the Connect With Us button. We'd love to send you a Bible. And we'd love to help you get to know some good faith friends that will help you on your journey of following Him. Well, thanks for checking out the podcast today, church. We will see you in a couple weeks at In-Person Church, but also next week's online, and we have Connect Groups. Hope you can join us. Have a great week.